What are you afraid of? Scared you go there and find out that he doesn't love you anymore, honey. You can't control that. The only thing you can control is how you feel. Not how you feel, but how you deal with what you feel that is real. You've got to relax, relate, and release into reality. What was that like, being in therapy? Uh, Were you, what did you talk about that you had never acknowledged to yourself or talked talk? I grew so much from the experience. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. I mean, if I have a problem, I usually just go to church, give me some Jesus, <laughs> and I'm cool. Welcome back to another episode of Black in Therapy, where we are discussing journeys, dismantling myths, and discovering our truths. Donna, I wasn't ready for you to throw it to me. I thought you was going to say all three. Yeah, I had to think. I had to team think. effort. Okay. Okay. I'll see you. Oh, man. So. Your host. I'm Sarah Ashley, and I'm here with my dope co-host. What's up, y'all? It's Donna here. Donna, how are you feeling? You know, I feel better right now in this moment. I woke up a little disgruntled, but I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Um, this week was a little adjustment. You know, we back to school. It's a lot of traffic outside. I felt like, oh my gosh, this is like you know, life is back. We we moving, we grooving. But I'm feeling I'm feeling better now. How you feeling, sis? Hey, so like you, I didn't sleep good. Like. So my allergies are trying to like attack me at night. Like I feel like I'd be fine during the day, and then at night is like my allergies just go ham on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really sleep good last night. I did watch the football game, and I fell asleep watching the football game. But I kind of like tossed and turned for a little bit mm-hmm. too because it's my allergies was like drawn. Um, but I'm feeling good right now. I mean, we we're in a good space right now. We chilling. We. You know, right, Donna got me recording in the dark. I don't know what kind of mood she's trying to set. No, low Y'all know key, I can't I feel see. Like- because I, I be feeling like the, the lights be doing something, like, especially when between looking at computers, just think, we've been in this virtual world for so long. I'm right. just, I would just be like, turn the lights out. Mm-hmm. Turn the lights down. I'm tired of seeing So the only lights we got right that. now are the lights that uh, Dr. Scott has lit up. Throughout <laughs> the room. I'm here the room. for it. It's a little bit of light coming through. And in the, in the other room, we got some lamps. So, you know, but I'm, I'm chilling. I'm in a good place right now. You know, I think that we got to start being grateful. And I, you know, the other day I was just walking. I don't know where I was walking to, but I just was like, yo, I'm grateful for life. Like, like everything might not be perfect, right? The way you want it to be, but I'm just grateful to be alive. Right. And to be here and to like be able to breathe and, you know. Do all those good things. So that's how right. I'm feeling. Right. And we, when people think, when I think about gratitude, I be thinking about the little things, like my limbs. Yeah, like, like I can move. Know, like I can, I can blink. I can walk. You know. Like right. I can get out the bed. Mm-hmm. I can put my hair in a ponytail. Little right. stuff. Like if I need to get outside, I can go if mm-hmm. I need to. So it, it just be the little things. And I think just being aware of it, like just being grateful and thankful. And I don't think we're, I don't think we're as, you know, grateful as we should be sometimes. Because we take a lot of stuff for granted. And just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what we do. It's routine. But it's like, no, like. Everybody don't get to do this. And mm-hmm. I even think about my friends that passed away, and it's like, I'm grateful for life. Like, mm-hmm. I get to experience the chilly weather this morning. When I came outside, I was like, oh, let me cut the heat on for a second when I took Zion to school. Like, mm-hmm. it's a little chilly. Right. Or even the fact that I get to ride with my nephew and, you know, 
hear him talk. So I'm like, I'm just, I just been in a place of like gratefulness, honestly. Right, which is why um, this time of, of the year for me is like my favorite because oh, once yeah, November comes, you already know the fall yeah. is like so thankful. I love the fall so. too. It's my favorite season. Like people mm-hmm. claim, like, like love the summer. I only like the winter time for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Like after January 13th, y'all can have the winter. I, y'all can have the <laughs> snow, the cold. I don't need none of that. But the fall is just like crisp. It's like fresh. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the fall is just fresh. Right. Like you, you feel like you can breathe outside. Mm-hmm. Not that summer humid, mm-hmm. cr- or even not that cold air where you, you see your you breath. You see me? I would start buying my boots and stuff. Y- y'all know I live for a good turtleneck. Like I am ready for the fall. Listen, <laughs> I, I I feel like I gotta pull my old stuff out. But either way, I'm Listen, ready for it. Listen, I did too. You see what? Look, I'm looking like last year. You, you <laughs> <laughs> looking like fall time? I'm here for it. But you know, so yeah. All right, so let's jump into some current events. Um, got got a few things to talk about. So Greg Leaks, I love Greg. I just mm-hmm. I really like. I feel like Greg was always like that constant. Like mm-hmm. he was like the same person. Like right. And for any of y'all who don't know who Greg Leaks is, he is the husband. He was the husband of Nene Leaks, who was uh, on Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is a reality show that came that went on Bravo for seasons and seasons and seasons. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of like that girl on the show. Like people claimed, like she made the show. I believe and she, she was did. very like boisterous, where he was very like calm and mm-hmm. like sound and the reasonable one, while she was kind of like out there. So he um, he was her husband. I think they got married. Twice? Well, they got married twice because they had got divorced. Okay. Um, you said that season they tried to make him be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. When they were going through their um divorce or whatever, um, it was some stuff said on both parts that was kind of like mm-hmm. harsh towards each other. But at the end of the day, like they loved each other, they got remarried. Mm-hmm. And so you know, rest in peace to Greg Leaks. Uh, he battled cancer for some while, for a while. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I know, think he was in remission, and then and I then he came back. back. Yeah. And they came back stronger. So, you know, keeping Nene in prayer, her son, her sons, all their kids, like, because it just wasn't Brent, but it was... Mm-hmm. Um, he had kids. He had kids. Mm-hmm. And then she had her older son that oh, right. really not, mm-hmm. people really don't talk about. But I'm sure he had an impact on his life, too. So, right. he, I mean, we talk about celebrity deaths and be like, you know, why do we care so much? It was like, like you bring these people into your life a little bit. Right. Like, I mean, every, just the every same week way you as Blue's Clues had a message for oh, us. Oh, yeah, we ain't get there yet. We're going to get there. And we're going to get there. We, we, we feel all those things. Right, right, even right. If it's, even if it's reality, I feel like we're, we're people. We're human. We right. feel through we the screen. Feel. We feel through the screen. Listen, and we I feel, I feel for Nene. Like, because mm-hmm. I, you know, you know what loss feels like. You know what cancer, mm-hmm. like, and I, you know what cancer could do to people. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, you feel that loss. And then, um, so that was the week before. And then this week on Memorial Day, we found out that Michael K. Williams passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, Not Memorial Day. It was Labor Day. Labor Day. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Um, but you know, even in that, like he's iconic. Like mm-hmm. you know, I I was introduced to him in The Wire, but then you see him, you know, I'm watching SVU, and I'm like Omar. You know, he's right. in SVU, or mm-hmm. like he's has these little parts in these other shows, and I know he was on Boardwalk Empire. I didn't really watch that, but I did watch Love um, Craft Country. I don't know if you ever watched it. Um, I feel like. It was is a little it, crazy. Is it a little like homosexual Sci-fi. type of thing? Or, no, maybe not. I mean, okay. he was again. Yes, that was his okay. character. In the in, in, in the both. Show. Okay, and so Omar, maybe I and, heard about in the Love Wire and Lovecraft Country, but that wasn't the basis of Lovecraft Country. Though. It wasn't okay. It's not, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's like no, no, sorry. Yeah, you should. I mean, you will probably enjoy it. It's something to talk about. It will be something to talk about. Okay, it's scary a little bit too. Like okay, but it was, was good. It? Me, my mm-hmm. mom, my mom, my cousin Mike put me on it. But because mm-hmm. they get into that type of stuff, but I think I heard of it. It was good. But I never really. So they, it. I don't think it got renewed though for a new season. But it was definitely a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely sci-fi though. Definitely like a little crazy, mm-hmm. but it was good. Um, so you know we honor his life and his impact that he made. You know, 
in our world. Because, you know, Omar, Omar coming. Like, did you ever watch The Wire? So, I didn't watch The Wire, like, when it came out. But my dad has The Wire on DVD. It's also on Netflix, so or Is it something. On Netflix, Netflix no. or Hulu. Hulu, it, it's on something because I because during the pandemic that was one of the series that I rewatched. I don't know if it's me still and my on dad there because I feel like it, it would have came up like it's on he, something. It's on something that passed, she's, it's streaming. It's streaming currently though. Yes, yes, because you know when people when people pass away, whatever they were in just miraculously pop up as like top ten. So or it might whatever. not be on Netflix, but it's definitely on like Hulu. I watched it. I know mm-hmm. I streamed it this summer, so mm-hmm. it might be Maybe on Hulu HBO on, like, Max. It's something. something like. I mean, if you need to... But I got the DVDs. I mean, I don't got a DVD player. So you need to just stream it. And, well, no, I got a DVD player in my basement. I do. Don't judge me. I still and got a DVD player. It's <laughs> um, but I watched, I watched The Wire for the first time in about 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, all on DVD. I watched all the seasons on DVD. So that you was were switching my, them? Huh? You were switching them? Yep, I had to take it out and back <laughs> in. <laughs> real, real nostalgia out here. Mm-hmm. Um... I did, and it was that was my transition year between graduating undergrad and I having a job. So, so you I watched the wire. I did. It's funny how we do things because, like, during the pandemic, it's like I literally have nothing else to do right now. So, let what can I watch? Mm-hmm. And then my dad like joined in on it. Like, oh, we watching the wire. Which what episode you on? It's mm-hmm. like you know, you like you remember certain parts from when like it originally came on. But I was younger, so I didn't really get into it. But it's like now I'm like oh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? can definitely watch it again for sure. Yeah, it's definitely like I can I can probably rewatch it again because it was good. It's mm-hmm. a good. It was a good series. Yeah, he was a good. He was a good actor. I think yeah. I I remember him. I don't know where this clip came from, but I guess it was a clip where he was um, reciting or rapping like DMX lyrics on an award show. Um, I saw that recently, um, but when I see him, like I recognize him, um, and it's just said that he. Like, you know, it said kind of like whatever he was going through or, you know, the whole drug Man, thing. I'm not sure. Was that confirmed? It was, yeah, it was confirmed? They, they found okay. the drug paraphernalia and stuff around them. So it's like, and I was telling you this earlier, like, I remember when I first started, y'all know I was only a social worker for a year. So y'all, <laughs> that's all I could give. I couldn't put it, I couldn't keep putting band-aids on like situations that needed to be healed. And so, but I remember when I was in training to be a social worker at um, DHS University, <laughs> what is it called? That's what it's it was called, called um, DHS University. Is it? I thought yes. it was called um, Charting the Course. Oh, Charting the Course. No, no, it was called Charting the Course when they were in it. Okay. But it was DHS, DHS University. University. Okay. Because we had to do like real life, like acting out, like situations. I had to knock on the door, mm-hmm. like and, and present my badge. Like oh, it was okay. real, like it was real, like, like baby liquor bottles and all that stuff. Like, oh, yeah, it was okay. real life. Mm-hmm. So now I was at DHS University. Um, this, one of the ladies that worked there, I don't know who it was, I can't remember, she was just like, well, you know, black people don't gotta worry about drug overdoses and popping pills, because we don't do that. We don't. And I'm just like... They don't? We don't? We do. Yes. We do. And it's like, you know, I lost a friend, um, to a drug overdose, like a very close friend, like a, my homie, like I lost him to drug overdose. You know, one of my family members almost overdosed, like, Mm -hmm. in, in our, you know... Like around us, mm-hmm. so it's like you know it's real, and right. like we we black people are our own pills. Black people are taking Percocets. Black people are you know dying because of fentanyl, mm-hmm. and it's like you know with him you would think that you know sometimes you think people getting the best of the best, but it's like you don't know you don't know like mm-hmm. you don't know like just think Michael Jackson, right. the, the celebrity of all celebrities, the the king of pop, the king like Michael Jackson died from drug mm-hmm. despite. It all. He was he was at the top of the top. 
But then we talk about in our own communities, we at the bottom of the bottom, mm-hmm. for real, for real. And, and we dying and too. We, and we're dying too. We're dying. It has drug overdose has no age. Mm-hmm. Um, it has no race. It. I mean, obviously, some people. Black people are always disproportionately affected by things. That's just a but it's saying white people too. But everybody, and that's why they right? Care. And, and that's exactly that's right. why that's why it's it's epidemic and all mm-hmm. those things. Um, but it can be anybody. It can be anybody, and it can at be so time. quick. Like, and I don't, I don't, and I don't think that people realize how quick. Like, you know, because when I when I talk to my friends, I have a I have a couple friends who are like legit registered nurses. Mm-hmm. So it's like when we talk about fentanyl, they're like, well, fentanyl's will be give people to slow their breathing down in the ICU. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know you you thinking you're getting a Percocet, but you're getting a Percocet with fentanyl in it, or mm-hmm. you're getting some type of other drugs with that's mixed with something that, for example, I don't know if y'all watch Raising Canaan. Um, but raising Canaan. So last week's episode, you know, Canaan, they presented something to him, some some type of drugs to mix with the cocaine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about drugs. So I'm not even about to pretend that I know. Mm-hmm. But whatever they mixed with it was killing everybody that took it. Mm-hmm. You get me? So it's like we don't know what's in these drugs, and like the drug dealers are not chemists. They're right. not, you know, pharmacists. They're not none of those things. So it's like we we put a lot of trust in people. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and drug use is an issue in the black community. And I think that's a myth that we need to, like, tackle. And that's a conversation that we need to start having. Like, people are popping pills. Yes, black are. people are popping pills. You know what I mean? I had a I had a client one time that was like, oh, I'm going to take this Percocet because this pain too crazy. And I'm like, where are you getting it from? Like, is it prescribed? Is the, you know, like, because, like, I know from personal experience, I watched my friend get put in the ground from an overdose that I'm mm-hmm. sure... I can't even imagine him taking that pill and then realizing that, like, I can't breathe, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know what I mean? I can't even imagine because I know right. he didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where you getting this from, sis? Like, where you, what, are you, what are you talking about? Right. Right. So. And speaking, speaking of raising Canaan, I don't know if you if you saw the, the I don't know if it was a tweet, I don't know if it was a comment that um, um, 50 Cent left saying, basically, like, did you watch Raising Canaan? Don't y'all know that fentanyl? Be killing the oh, clientele. Rest in peace, um, Michael. Michael. Like that was very insensitive. That was, but Fifty Cent's always gonna be an a hole. Like that's just him. That is true, but I think in in general we need to recognize substance abuse as as a disorder, as something that people are fighting and battling with every day. Even though I think we don't look at it that way, we don't look at it as we look at it as a choice versus a disease. And it's I a think disease. Could you imagine? Wanting something so bad that you will sell out everything for it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your desire so bad. Like, I, I know people that sold their baby's milk, their formula, their mm-hmm. pampers. Like, you will literally sell your soul for something. Like, mm-hmm. we, we got to think with compassion. I don't think we have compassion. Like, right. I don't know what it's like to be addicted to, to drugs because I've never been. But mm-hmm. I can just imagine, like, mm-hmm. you right. know how you get when you want. Like, you told me. I'm sorry. You missed the class that day because you just want to talk to the boss over there. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> let me we just have tell y'all that, that was um, when I went to ccp.edu. <laughs> <laughs> ccp.edu. And that was, um, how old was I about? Mm-hmm, about 19. It doesn't matter. I'm just 20. saying. I just to had to point. say, I just had to put that out there because to it your wasn't. point. Yes. You, you know, we, we will forfeit stuff to, right. to feed our, the our things desires, that we're addicted to right. and our desires. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, right. And things you know, that make us feel good. Things that make us feel happy. Things right. that satisfy our needs um and again that's that's across the board any yeah. any race gender 
sexuality. But it is affecting us. Like, we need to talk about it. It's affecting us all. And, and it sucks that it... T- I think that people are being more aware. It sucks that it takes people, like, passing away and dying. But a, a part of me feel like it's always going to be that, that smidge of, like, okay, now people see. Mm-hmm. Or at least we hope. Like, we hope, but we know that addiction don't go that way. It's not like, oh, I'm addicted. I saw that someone else passed away. Oh, let me stop. So let me get myself together. Right. A little, it, it could be, but it, again, this is, this is. But I, I hope that it sparks the conversation of like, yo. At least. We are literally dying. We're losing our lives to this. So like, let's talk about it. Like, you know what I mean? And it all goes back to that, that, that untreated or that unresolved trauma. Like, why are you going to drugs mm-hmm. as a quote, Mexico? Even that made in America, like, boy walked up to me. He like. Oh, well, I'm like, you know, just having a simple conversation mm-hmm. about therapy. Well, I, I turn to drugs, honestly. I turn to drugs. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why is therapy so, like, taboo to the fact that I'd rather go to the to the dealer than to the therapist? Mm-hmm. Like, that bothers me because it's like, yo, don't go to something else that you got to depend on. Mm-hmm. And, like, we all do it. I will go get a bottle of champagne and be like, oh, I had a rough day. Let me. Mm-hmm. Or I'll go to Franklin's. <laughs> I had a rough. Where you at, Frankly? I, I had a rough new, day. Uh, you know what I mean? New muscles that I feel yeah, like you do. And the, and the chicken <laughs> cheesesteak egg rolls is popping. I'm telling you. But it's like you know, why do we still, even as therapists, why do we still feel like, mm-hmm. let me do this instead of calling my therapist. Let right. me do this instead of calling my therapist friends. I have 20 therapist friends that I can call and, mm-hmm. and talk to about stuff. But sometimes right. I still tend to be like, I'm gonna go to what's comfortable. Right. Because I'm stressed or I'm uptight. Mm-hmm. Or I had a long day or it was a heavy day. Like, it was a heavy day with my clients. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we still choose dependency versus therapy? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And it's a good question that um, to, ask, to ask our clients and to, and to ask them about the taboo of therapy. And, mm-hmm. and we break these myths every, every week. We try to right. get it out there. These are not true let's let's get to the facts let's get to the things that are going to help us that are going that things that are going to push us forward the things that are going to heal our minds mm-hmm. and not just band-aid them or not just um suppress them for that moment because right. all these things are just suppressants that all it's doing is suppress- it's going to come back tomorrow. It's, it's, it's going to come back the next down, hour down, down, it's, going to, it's going to come back out Sometimes mm-hmm. I do advise my clients to kind of put some things in a box. But guess what? You got to open that box back up and you mm-hmm. have to deal with it and you and have to deal with it and you have to process it. Right. But if you don't do those things and you're just pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing away with things, and then it gets heavier and heavier and then you need to suppress it more and more, that you know that can easily look like an overdose because you right. need more of it to suppress to all suppress of these things. To suppress what you're going through, right. Um, and we keep piling it, piling it, piling it. And I get it because we live in this cold world. I live in this world dealing with all the things, and I can't imagine with you know being an actor, being in Hollywood, like dealing with the other things that people do. Or with, just but being I, a creative, period. Like right. I don't know if I, like sometimes I like even last night I'm like, oh, we should do this. We should have a fair with like resources that black people mm-hmm. don't even think about. They need mm-hmm. like, and it's like so sometimes I can't even turn my mind off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So when you're a creative, then that's a whole nother. Like Michael Jackson probably could you imagine Michael Jackson's mind? Like how do you turn it off? I don't know. Do you have autopsy? I would love to be that corner. I mean, yeah, like I'm not into science. How do you turn it off though? I'm sure they probably was like, Woo, child, this brain was crazy. I can't imagine. All his life. Since all your life, you're creative. You are you life. were born to be creative. And like how do you you know what I mean? So but rest in peace to Michael K. Williams and like his legacy, like will definitely live on. Right, and everybody that's been affected because Philadelphia has been affected heavily yeah. by um by the drug crisis. 
going on. You know, we're in a pandemic, but we're also in an epidemic. We're in, we're going through many things at once. Because even DMX, like, you would think, like, and that was his mm-hmm. homie. He died of a drug overdose. You know what I mean? Right. DMX still hurt. It's like, no, not DMX. I mean, Kobe Bryant still hurt. Like, the black community has not healed from anything yet. Nothing. You know what Nothing I mean? So it's like, you know, on top of stuff, on top of stuff. But, you know, that's why I got to process. Don't have, don't walk around with unprocessed trauma. Don't do it. Oh, so then Steve, Blue's Clues. You know, I actually didn't watch it. I did. I kept seeing everybody post it, and I'm just I like, I didn't oh, know. Aaron was it. like, you didn't watch what Steve said? And I'm like, it was even Trisha. I think it was Trisha. Trisha's like, you didn't watch what Steve said? And I'm like, no. I really wasn't a Blue's Clues. Like, I feel like Sydney was like Blue's Clues a little bit, and I just Blue's watched Clues it with was- Sydney. Blue Schools was a little bit. I feel like Blue Schools. Was, we were a little bit older. I was too old, yeah, for Blue Schools. But my little sister, Sydney, mm-hmm. I, I know Blue Schools because of Sydney. Yeah, I know it. I could probably hum their little theme song or something. Yeah, so they got Steve, they get mail or something. Yeah, I got mail. Like I know it, but all right, you know it for sure. Shut up. But I don't remember nothing specifically. Like, what did they do in the show? I just remember they got mail or something. You had to solve the clues, Blue Schools. You had to solve that show. Had to be like fifteen minutes long because ain't no way it was. But anyway, Steve, what did he say? Steve pretty much said that, like, I know I left you abruptly. I know one day I came and was like, this is your new friend. I'm out. Got on the bus did. and left. Mm-hmm. He said, but I went to college. And I became the person that I wanted to become. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but what have y'all become in all these years? Oh. You know what I mean? So it was like, you know, I didn't cry because, like, again, I was not a Blue's Clues, like. That's so sweet, though. But it was a good, it was good for him to come and bring closure. And I think mm-hmm. closure is always important. I think. We always want closure, right? Like, but why? But right. why? Why? But why? Because I went to college. You know what I mean? Right. And I became what That's I wanted so to become. Um, so that was that was that was his message to the to the folk. And I think it was dope. I think it was dope for him to come mm-hmm. back. He had the same little shirt on and you know, he looked older, oh. of course. But I think it was dope. Yeah, but well, when did he leave? I wonder what I don't even It know. was it was definitely abrupt. Like, it wasn't no like it was like I mean well how but was it like like what year? Because I feel like oh, I don't know the year. I don't know if Jay. I don't know if my son was watching like, uh, like reruns. Because I feel like Jayden watched Blue's Clues a little bit. I'm sure it was. He might have had the new Steve. He might have had the new Steve. Yeah, because yeah. I remember one time I could like I was just perusing through it. And I'm like, who is this? Like, you know what I mean? I had missed the whole transition. They called him Steve too. Yeah, Steve. I hate when they I do think that so. Okay. Let me stop lying. I don't know. I hate when they do that. Like, why you couldn't just call him a different name? He's not the same person. I don't know if they call him Steve or not. Okay. But that was I'm nice. Lying. That was nice. That's sweet. So that I was it. So I, I saw one today. I saw a meeting today. Uh, I think Aaron reposted it and it was like, all right, Steve gave us closure, but now Ty Tribbett. It's <laughs> like Ty Tribbett just left for making music too. So I was like, where you at? Um, but yeah, I think closure is important. I think people always seek closure. Mm-hmm. But you gotta keep moving even if you don't get closure. Right. Right. And that's you gotta close it. You gotta close it yourself. Yeah. And be okay with closing it yourself. Thanks. All right, so um, the last current event, of course, Aaliyah's Aaliyah album dropped today. It did. I've been listening to it. I was like trying to listen to it from a 34 year old's like point of view versus like a 17 year old. So mm-hmm. I'm like, not um, 17. That didn't come out when you were 17, man. But maybe you was listening to it when you were 17. Well, how old was I? Aaliyah came out in 01. That was 20 oh, years so I was ago, like, ma'am. Okay. I was like well, 11. Correct me. I was 11. I recall. You said 2001? Yes. I was in high school, so I was like 15, 14. Two, I, read, I went to high school in 2000, sis. Okay, okay. Maybe so was I was 14 or 15. Okay, I was, I you was, were a child. I understand. But first of all, when, when you're younger, <laughs> it seemed like it's such a difference. Like, we're only... 
three years apart. Okay. So maybe. from a 14-year-old perspective to a 34-year-old, I was trying Definitely to figure out. Right. You know. It was a couple songs. I was like, oh, girl, no, we're not putting up with this. Like, what? <laughs> never no more. Yeah, never no more. That right. was it. Like, that was it. No, we're not putting your hands Wait, wait, wait. Hold well, when he twisted your arm back. But girl, then you got to think. Like, she came out this in 2001. Nobody was talking about that. Nobody was singing about abuse. Thanks. Nobody was Nobody was saying, like, we ain't dealing with this abuse. I, um... I definitely did listen to it. So first of all, let's start with the fact that I am the Aaliyah fan. Like I, I felt like low key, like I got a little emotional when I was playing. We need a resolution in my Jeep because I've never been able to listen to. We, I mean, I obviously could put it on. I, mean, I had the CD. I had the CD. I had. I don't have a CD player in my Jeep. But I cannot find my CD. I my CD in my my CD is in my car for okay. sure. But I don't have a CD player in, in my Jeep. I got you. So I never could really listen to it. Um, but like. I feel like so I don't know I feel like in my mind I just be wanting to go back in time all the time like 9-11 I just be like always watching like old stuff oh we can stuff. talk about that too cause it is coming up tomorrow. tomorrow um but I always be like I just miss the old times I don't know why like half the stuff I can't remember I just feel like in I remember like years, cleaning up to Aaliyah like I remember like putting Aaliyah album on and like cleaning the house like, you know how, like, y'all say, y'all get on me all the time for, like, old school music. I will, lo- I love old school. I will put an old school playlist on in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I vividly remember putting on Lee and cleaning the house. And, like, we well, did you put on it or did you, like, did your mom put it on? I put it on. Oh, you put it on. Okay. Got you. Tanya Lovers listen to music. I didn't know. I just was asking. Okay. Right. But, yes, I'm here for, um... I'm definitely here for the album. I definitely was listening to it. Um, but I definitely feel like a lot of her music is like, ooh, baby, baby, please. And I'm just like, uh, And then I was thinking like, you know how uh, it'd be like the battles, like, could Aaliyah battle, be, would it be a Beyonce with Aaliyah was alive? And I'm like, Aaliyah, I love Aaliyah. I am an Aaliyah fan. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite singer, Anita Baker and Aaliyah. Like, that's my favorites. But it's like, uh, baby, baby, please. Like, it was a lot of, as listening to it from a 34-year-old's perspective. Mm-hmm. It was, and again, Aaliyah was young, so we got to remember. Aaliyah was 23 when she died. Right. She was 21. 21? Mm-hmm. Really? 22. Sorry, 22. 22. You sure it wasn't 23? I'm sure she was 22. All right, well. But, so we got to remember, like. But also, I think, like, okay, 2001, was Dangerously in Love out yet in 2001? Did Beyonce have solo? Or was she I'm still... not saying. I'm just saying, like, I, the battle. Like, I just feel like her music was different. But I think you have to compare. I think that since they were around at the same time, I'm not saying Aaliyah's corny put, or anything by any means. I love Aaliyah. I don't really think there's a comparison in my mind. I just feel like Aaliyah, in my mind, Aaliyah to me is just timeless. Like her brows, her hair, that ombre, like her naturalness. She was with, she was up with Jay Z in them um, before. No, I agree. I agree. Of. I you agree. You know what I'm saying? She, I feel like she was just that girl. She so was Dang that girl. So Dangerously Love came out in 2003. So no, so Beyonce wasn't even Beyonce. It was just Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. They but was, I mean, no, we're saying no, this. No, no, no. So again, everything mm-hmm. was like the. They still had Latoya and Latavia. Yeah, it was the bebop. <laughs> everything was a bebop. So right. we, you know, I would love to see what Aaliyah would have produced now. Right. Because I think For they sure. were being some classics. Not that her album Aaliyah album. Was, she got classics, but I'm just saying. Yeah. But it probably had some more That was a literally 90s yeah, that was, that was She literally flow. recorded that stuff in the 90s, yeah. maybe 2000s. I agree with you on it. Early, early, because it came out in 2001. But even like her mu- her movies, like Romeo Must Die. Oh, classics. Because, I mean, I don't compare Beyonce and Leah because I'm a Leah fan Y'all always. think that Beyonce can't act. That's what I like. Beyonce cannot act. <laughs> she cannot. 
Beyonce cannot act. I don't care what nobody say. Beyonce, sorry. Beyonce? <laughs> or maybe it wasn't the right rules. I mean, because when I look at Aaliyah movies, I mean, she, she was in like, um, what was the what was the joint about Egypt? Like she was the queen of the damn. Queen of the damn. Yep. That looked totally different than Romeo Must Die. And then Romeo Must Die, like, is a I can put Romeo Must Die on like every day. Yeah, like, but like, I but when she a, first died, I could not. Like, I was devastated. Like, I couldn't even eat. Like, real life. Like, I just felt like like that was my sister. I was like, oh, I, I, and I'm for me, my books. It, for me, like that night that she died. My grandpa had went into like a cardiac arrest. So they had took him to the hospital and was like mm-hmm. doing that thing to his chest. So I remember being up worried, like, is my mm-hmm. grandpa going to make it? And then whoop. Mm-hmm. And like watching, I didn't even go to sleep. So like watching news at six o'clock, mm-hmm. I mean, like, Aliyah's plane crashed. Like, what? Really? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I vividly remember that whole night. So mm-hmm. like, just for us to, what, what, a week or two later had to deal with 9 11. Oh, yeah. Craziness. So, and where were you on 9-11? In school. Because that's tomorrow. So, where were you? I was in school. 20 years? Tomorrow? I yeah, it's 20 years. 20, tomorrow. yeah, 20. I was in school. It was my so first year like at a new grade school. Or something, so I was in 6th grade. Sixth grade. <laughs> first year at my new school, I, well, we was a couple of days in the school. I might have knew a couple of people, didn't know nobody. Sitting in the auditorium. I was just like, let me get out of school early. I have no real rec, and it sucks because I watch so many. It's two new nine eleven documentaries on Netflix right now. Two new ones. It's one is a sh- a movie, and one is Spike the, Lee um, has one a show on Netflix. A new one mm-hmm. is it? I don't know if it's new, but he definitely has one on Netflix. I watched all the ones that was already on Netflix. Did but you it's watch two Spike Lee's though? I don't know what one is it about. I so right know. now is one on there from the from a um from a reporters perspective mm-hmm. so it's like interviewing the reporters on whatever that popular news station was and you know they got the call blase blase and then there's another one that's a um that's a series that goes through like okay when they found out okay the mm-hmm. al-qaeda stuff okay george bush okay the soviet the whole battle between u.s and the soviet and all that stuff so it's a series i think it got like five parts those are the two new ones the old ones i watched one from a firefighter's perspective i think they rescued mm-hmm. a few firefighters from it um, that they came out a, year, a couple years ago. I also watched one where they actually played the responses, like the um, the video or the audio rather of people calling from planes and stuff. So mm-hmm. I've watched. If there's a nine eleven documentary out there, I've watched it. Okay. Um, I don't know which one is Spike Lee though. I actually would love to know which one. So I was in my animal science class at so, and I so my t- my animal science teacher's wife worked at the school too. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Snyder and Mrs. Snyder. So we were in Mrs. Snyder's class, animal science. I had like a ferret. Like we just let that. You had a ferret. We had class? a ferret. We had like um, what are those other things with the little spikes on them? Little animals with spikes on them. Not a uh, uh, porcupine. We had porcupines. We had all those things. So we're like playing. They had birds and stuff. Like just rent. Like saw so was just so random. Like rent flying I, around the room. So the ferret. I was playing with the ferret, and then I remember his wife coming to the door. Mrs. Snyder, and he started crying, like, immediately, like, started mm-hmm. crying. I'm just like, well, I'm thinking it's something family-wise, mm-hmm. like, why he's crying? He went and got the TV. You know, he used to roll the TV in? He went and got the TV, and he cut it on, and we started watching the news. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, he was like, y'all, like, I don't know how to explain this to y'all, but, like, something has happened today in America. This is history. I'm mm-hmm. going to cut it on. And he was like, you know, we're going to watch it together. We're going to experience it together. But he's crying. Mm-hmm. 
So we all knew that something was bad, but mm-hmm. we didn't like we're we're young. We don't know what's bad. Um, and then like maybe a couple minutes, literally a couple minutes after that, the principal got on the speaker and was like, "Yo, we're going to dismiss school early. You know, there's been a terrorist attack." And I was like, "Terrorist attack? We don't know about terrorist attacks." Like I was like, "Okay, right? Did they even teach terrorists before or not?" Right. And so I had a I had a um, older friend that we used to call cousin Karma. So we got in cousin Karma's car and she took us home. Me and my cousin, because me and my cousin Mike went to the school mm-hmm. and um, took us home. And we Wait, so Summer didn't go to school too? No, Summer went to Girls High. Okay. And so I remember like trying to, my mom worked downtown. So I remember trying to call my mom and like the phone lines were down. Remember they had like no planes were flying. Mm-hmm. And that's when they started those um, banners at the bottom of the news. Mm-hmm. That wasn't before 2000, like before September 11th. They didn't. So we could it. watch the banners underneath the TV. And it was mm-hmm. like a scary day. Like it was like, mm-hmm. it was a perfect day. Like weather-wise, it was perfect. But it was, like, a scary day. So did you realize, like... Because for me, I'm like, that's in New York. We in Philly. Like, that ain't around the, like, that ain't around the corner. Why we worry? But I didn't... You know, I ain't never been nowhere as a... Mm-hmm. What, I was, what, 10, 11? I ain't never been nowhere. I don't know that, you know... My thought was just, like, oh, New York is New York. Like, right. it was this this flashing light place think, that I, I ain't never me, been. My fear was that, like... What else is going to happen? Like, it's funny because, like, I was 11. You know, my son is 12 now. I've been thinking, like, I wonder if he understands, like, if something, like, at that magnitude or if any magnitude happens, like, how does his brain process it? Right. Because I'm thinking, like, that's New York. We in, we in Philly. What so we the care about? thing is, like, I exigned yesterday. And I'm like, Zod, do you know what this? Because I was watching a documentary. He's, mm-hmm. I was like, do you know what's going on? And he was like, no, I think, you know what? I wasn't watching document documentary. I was watching a game. Mm-hmm. And um, Michelle Williams sung and Corey Hen- Henry played the organ. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know Corey Henry. He's a really good organ player. Okay. Um, and so they were showing, like, the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. And Zion was, like, asking questions, but it was like, he didn't get it. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, and so we started talking, like, what What do you think happened that day? Mm-hmm. And he had no idea, like, of what happened. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, they, they blew up they blew up the Twin Towers. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, they didn't blow up the Twin Towers. But then Zion was like, well, why didn't why didn't they fight back when that when the plane got hijacked? I said, Well, Zion, you gotta think like if you're minding your business on the plane, you don't even know what's like mm-hmm. minding your business. I said, the third plane, they kind of got with it, like, oh mm-hmm. no, y'all ain't about to take us out too. Like, we're gonna mm-hmm. fight. And I said, but they wound up crashing. So it was mm-hmm. like I think they crashed on purpose, I'm gonna say. Yeah, they will sacrifice. Right. Because we're gonna so die anyway. We're gonna like, die like, anyway. So, you know. But I had to explain it to him, so he didn't really grasp it. But to your point, because they weren't, they didn't experience it. They right. don't know. So it was like only what they, only what we tell them is what they're going to understand about mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, but Zion was acting like it was real, like minor, until I told mm-hmm. him, like, no, bro, it wasn't just a bomb. Because mm-hmm. they actually, did bomb it like years before. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the nineties, right? Yeah. They bombed it down. I think on, the like, in the garage yeah. or something. It was like a van. Yep, I watched right. the documentary too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, totally different this time. Like, yeah, so. they was like, nah. This is this is a higher magnitude, and right. one of the documentaries just show how like basically it was like oh if the CIA and the FBI had basically shared this intelligence like we they would have been able to like track these people because they basically was like moving closer and doing these things yeah they were training in America how to fly a plane like mm-hmm. it wasn't right they got it here. wasn't a secret right it wasn't but um yeah that's crazy I don't do you do you feel like you have any like anxiety about like nine eleven at all I don't anymore I think like. Like in the first couple of years before, like when it, like one year anniversary, two year anniversaries, I don't think nobody would be able to do it again on 9 11. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, things have changed so much. Mm-hmm. But even with the Afghan, like refugees that are coming here, mm-hmm. you know, like we had a, you know, I, I sit when the mayor's thing. So we had a meeting the other day and we talked mm-hmm. about like what that process even looks like with the Afghan refugees coming, coming in. Coming to Philadelphia. And they gave us more are they, are they sending them somewhere else after Philly? Um, 
they go through like a two month situation and then you then know they, see what yeah, they do. The way the airport is set up these days, when I came back from Jamaica, I'm like, first of all, we came out this little back door. I'm like, but could oh. you see the Afghan refugees or no? No, it was just cops everywhere. Yeah. It was cops everywhere. They so like you can't stop here, you can't park here, you can't do this. It was just a lot. Like my dad had to go around three times just to pick me up, and we didn't come out. Like you know, you come out the airport, it's like the door. We came out this like ducky side door, and I'm just like, this is weird. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, um, but you I, can it's tell probably because of it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. They showed us a whole process, and it was dope mm-hmm. to be able to experience like the inside stuff of it. But at the same time, like, I understand people's fears. Because, like, mm-hmm. are these people on the terrorist watch list? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, who's coming in here? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they coming in here with? So it's like, you know, they're doing a good job with screening. They're doing a good job with checking. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, I, I fully agree with people that are afraid that these Afghan refugees are coming in here. I fully want people to have their best life and live their best life. And mm-hmm. how can we help them? Even as dare to hope. What can I do to support? Right. But it's like, I understand your fears, mm-hmm. you know, and I have a little bit more inside track because I get to watch these videos and these, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sitting in here what the people are saying, but it's like, I get it. Right. I get the fears. So, you know, so, you know, we honor those who lost their lives at 9-11 that day. And then even later, like, cause people mm-hmm. died later and right. still had cancer and all those other effects mm-hmm. from it. Right. And who were affected by that? How many people lost? You know, mm-hmm. family members, mothers, fathers, sisters. People that never knew children. their parents. Like, never knew right. their parents. Right. Because people, you know, wives were pregnant and their mm-hmm. husbands and, and the firefighters and all right. of and the even first people, responders. Women just it had babies and died. Hundreds of first responders that mm-hmm. passed away. People who were, um, you know, on that plane. Just think the people that people were on, on the plane. plane. minding their business. Like. Right. Just just on the plane. People that worked above the impact. You mm-hmm. know, only, only a few people got out that was above the impacts of both of the planes. Mm-hmm. So. And even in the rubble, like. Right, like, oh, yeah. the building is falling down. Yeah, like, and how were like, just, I, I just jump out the window versus people that jumped out the window. It right. was, it was, it was, it was a super sad day, definitely. So, and but you know what, I'm thankful that I was alive to witness that. Like, mm-hmm. we witnessed a lot of history in our lives. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. You know, even though it was a bad situation, I'm still grateful mm-hmm. that I can right. tell And a lot story. of history that we can actually, like, document. Mm-hmm. Because, like, obviously, it's a lot of history in America throughout, but a lot of times it's like, Things weren't able to be documented, right? You know, so now it's like a lot of things are able to be documented. We can look back at things. Um, I'm just, I feel like I'm a sucker for like things that happened in the past. Like I just be wanting to, like, yeah, I be wanting to revisit, re- like you know, relearn, know, and then get the the facts. That's why I said I want to go back to school. Mm, I didn't get that far, but well, I mean, I, I contemplate. <laughs> I contemplate. Knock, knock yourself out, sis. I could take a class or two, you know. Well, I said that. Continuing education credits or something. We talked about it. I don't know. Go ahead. All right. So we've been talking for a long time about these uh, current events, but sis, some of your story. you know life is life we rolling we moving we grooving um my story this week is really not anything super eventful I feel like I'm still going through a transition with you know one having a teenager or Mm -hmm. about to have a teenager because my son will be 13 in just a few weeks woo child (laughs) woo chale my baby is about to be 13 um that's just a lot on my brain right now okay um and then going through a transition with um, having, you know, having a, a full kind of load of clients 
and getting back to school. Again, it's a lot of traffic. I feel like I'm just going through like a transition. I don't feel like, I feel like these last couple of months, all of my story has been this transition, this feeling of like, <laughs> that's the name of it. This transition. It's just like, it's just like this transition, this transition. Like, and I talk to my clients about it all the time about, you know, like, yeah, we're still in the pandemic. We're in the epidemic of certain things We're it's just like, I feel like my mental health has been at the forefront of everything right now because there's been so many different changes and challenges within myself, within my family. Um, you know, we we lost um, a family member this year. Um, that's been pretty difficult. I just feel like we've been in transition, whether it's my my immediate family and my son or my extended family and my cousins with schools and different changes. It's just like I'm just in transition right now. Um, nothing specific has happened. Um, within this last couple of weeks, um, I was in my girlfriend's wedding. Congratulations to Jasmine and BA. I was in Jamaica, um, a few weeks ago. That was definitely, um, very fun, a, a, a breath of fresh air. It was just like awesome. Like when I tell you the bridal crew, the groom's crew, like everything was just, um, amazing. It was a great time. Um, and then we back to life. Like, I feel like I just back to like, summer for me was like, I'm out here living, and now I feel like I'm just getting back to a structure um, mm -hmm. in school and work and things and getting stuff done. Um, my clients, I feel like they're more focused. They're like, all right, we're back in school now. I'm ready. Like, you know, let's, like, you know, back back to the groove thing. <laughs> Unemployment done ended. I'm back to work. <laughs> right. Um. So I just feel like I'm just getting back into, like, a steady pace. Um. But that's pretty much it. I don't feel like I got much of a story other than kind of, like, getting, getting back into, like, the swing of things. Um. My son's turning 13. Like, I got a 13-year-old. Like, what? Like, 13? <laughs> Woo. I feel like, I feel like that's going to overwhelm me in a couple of weeks. I don't even want to think about it. Like, am I going to cry? Like, what am I going to do? Like, 13? That's a lot. That's a lot. My baby is not a baby. Like, he 13. <laughs> I think, like, when I was 13. No, but let me not. Let me not. <laughs> let me not. Um, but, oh, yeah, so goodness. we're just going through a lot. My family, I'm still, like, grieving the loss of my cousin. Um, and just a lot of things. But... Nevertheless, I work in mental health, and I know I need to take care of my mental health, and I'm looking forward to taking a break soon. Okay, mark my words that I'm getting me a break soon. Oh, okay? we know you're going to take a break soon. You are right now. I think what I am going to do, do is get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a plane. I'm I'm taking a a, a longer break than any than that. But okay. just know I got a I got a uh, got a little breaky break coming up. But how you doing? Tell me about your story. Well, the past weeks have been like busy, busy. Um, because mm -hmm. we had the sneaker drive. Mm -hmm. And then we had Made in America. Mm -hmm. So the sneaker drive went really well. Um, it's funny how God will just create stuff, right? So me and Kim are in an empty, empty U-Haul mm -hmm. truck. Mm -hmm. And we were trying Kim, to collect friend a Friend support friends, Kim. Friend support I'm sorry, she, Dr. Abney, because she's going to ask me who's Kim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dr. Abney, um, me and her were inside of the uh, empty U-Haul truck. Might have had about 10 pairs of sneakers in there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our goal was 1,000. We didn't reach the goal, but we got a lot. Um, before anything was in there, it's about 10 sneakers. She was like, well, what are you going to do with the sneakers? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this, do that. She was like, no, let's be more impactful. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? And she like, let's do something more impactful. And so, Donna, I've always had, like, Hope Center in my head, mm -hmm. right? I always, like, Hope Center, Hope Center, Hope Center. And... In my head, it was a Hope Center. Like, mm -hmm. it was a space like we're in right now, and like mm -hmm. kids can come and do whatever they want to do. And, you know, we used to provide food and so mental health support and homework help mm -hmm. and activities and all those things. But when I was in that van with, with Dr. Ebb, I'm like, yo, what if the Hope Center is? 
this mm-hmm. and not that. Mm-hmm. And and so I started thinking and brainstorming with her, and I'm like, yo, what if we did closets or like hope centers in schools? Mm-hmm. So our partnership schools. Mm-hmm. So like you know we're partnering with five schools right now, six really because we just got another partnership. Ooh. What if I created a hope center in every school that I'm partnering with, mm-hmm. and it's brand new sneakers in that hope center, and mm-hmm. it's deodorant and it's uniform shirts and uniform pants mm-hmm. and socks, and whatever a kid would need. To keep going, mm-hmm. like to, for hope, like mm-hmm. my 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 family situation might be messed up, my whatever the whatever the case is, I know if I come in this place, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked to Kim. We 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 went back and forth about it. I'm like, yo, this is what we gonna do? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how, like I I I'm I'm so grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for you, my other friends, because like that night at Franklin's, we stayed there. We closed. We probably closed Franklin's down. Mm-hmm. Then we wound up going to Shari's house. <laughs> but it was like it was such a good vibe because mm-hmm. it was like yo this is what i want to do and then my friends was like well i do this i'll do this i'll do that and it's like sure like well, what, what else y'all need and mm-hmm. it's just like god will literally like just put things in order so like you know i'm i'm we're launching the first hope center is going to be zarena's hope center mm-hmm. and i know my friend passed away um a couple of months ago from cancer and so it was going to be zarena's hope center it's going to be at um spring garden academy mm-hmm. one of our partner schools and we're going to launch it in October, and that's mm-hmm. going to be the first of the, the launches. And then we're, from there, we're going to do every school that we partner with, mm-hmm. and we're going to do the launch. And, um, you know, like, I'm I'm excited about that because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you had something in your mind that was whatever, but, like, God's like, oh, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so we can stretch this across, like, different areas and all throughout the city and all throughout the country. Like, that would be dope mm-hmm. because it's, it doesn't take much. If you give you a little bit. And I don't want to be, I always say I don't want to be churchy, but I'm a preacher. But when you think about the story of the the, the five, um, the fish and the, and the five loaves of bread, mm-hmm. like culturally, people didn't give if they didn't have enough to share with everybody. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus blessed the the five, the, 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 the loaves of bread and the fish, people felt like they could give too now because mm-hmm. they, they saw that it was going to be enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that if everybody gives their little bit, we can change the world. Mm-hmm. And these kids, they come to school. And it really sparked because when I was a teacher for a year, I always do stuff for a year, y'all. Jesus. I'm here for it. I always do stuff for a year. When I was a teacher for a year, I had students that came in with sneakers that were two and three sizes too big for them Mm -hmm. or holes in them or they smelled like cat pee or like it was just like not a good look. Mm -hmm. And you already feel self-conscious coming into school. So how can you even effectively learn if you're like worried about how you look and what what people think about you? Right. So let's give some hope centers to these schools. Mm Mm-hmm. And if whatever y'all need, let's right. supply it. I got enough friends with money that's like, you know what I mean? I mean, I ain't got no money, but. No, you I got mean, money. I got some service. We got money. We not speaking broke. I ain't broke. <laughs> I ain't. That ain't. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, let's let's make it happen. Let's change this world. Like, sure. one act of kindness at a time. Right. For sure. So Definitely. And that's when I made America. Made in America. Made in America was cool. It rained the second day. Donna was with me um the first day. So I appreciate that. We made some connections. Made America is always mm-hmm. dope. I'm so appreciative of the Sean Carter Foundation and Made America Fest for inviting Daryl Hope every year. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the Sean Carter Foundation and even like Jay Z and Beyonce because they're giving that new um, to uh, HBCUs. They're giving it to HBCUs that scholarship and to those that are in, into creative arts. And it's just like I saw my friend posted they're like, "Oh, they're billionaires and they're only giving a million. It's like, so what? Like if they're giving their little bit. Right. Or a little bit of their big. Right. Because if everybody gives a little bit of what they have, right. we can change the world. Like, they don't have to give right. everything they, they have. They don't. And the thing is, do us thousandaires, do, 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 do us thousandaires 
give a hundred and give a hundred and give a hundred. I ain't giving a hundred. Are you giving a hundred? If you got a thousand, are you giving a hundred to HBCU? I just feel like everybody can give the little bit, Mm -hmm. the little bit that they have. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, two fish and five loaves of bread. That's a little bit. Like, if we could all give the little bit that we have, we could change the world. And so, shout out to Beyonce and Jay Z for For giving the little bit of their much. Mm To, to help somebody. Because they're going to help somebody. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. Made that's America what, that's what it's about. Decent. So, Made in America, like, you know, I always I always link with Jay-Z's mom. And she's always, you know, a queen. Like, she's always going to be a queen. Mm-hmm. And um, she... Tell me her name. Because... Um, Gloria Carter. Okay. Because I'm like, like Jay-Z's mom. I don't know if she got her name. And she, you know, she always is dope. Like, she always... And the funny thing is, the first year we met her, it was like 2016, we did Made in America. Um, her friend came over and like to our tent and we just had a, you know, we have a good time mm-hmm. at their hopes tent. Like you gonna play Jenga. At that time we were far out in the um field. Mm-hmm. So I had the big basketball game and all that. Mm-hmm. So she came over and had a good time with us. The next day she was like, I had so much fun with y'all, I had to bring my best friend back here. Mm-hmm. And her best friend was Miss Gloria Carter. Like what? Like decent. So that matters how you treat people, right? Right. But it's like also like from there that built a friendship and a relationship. So now every year, like we're looking for each other. Like, what mm-hmm. you doing this year? What's yeah. up? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm grateful. I'm always grateful to be a man in America. It's you know, it's yeah. a lot of work. It's a lot of hassle. It's a lot mm-hmm. of my car. You didn't see how my car looked just now. Like I didn't Crazy, go right. I didn't but listen. Drop. Those people that came, when I tell you the people that were so grateful to come up to the tent and just talk about myself, like mental health. I'm so glad that this is here. Mm-hmm. Like people who are literally like, I am a stranger sitting here at this table, and mm-hmm. you coming up to tell me like. Oh, because I'm struggling with myself right at this moment while I'm here at Meeting America. Or and that release, right? Like, that release right. that they have, like that they just oh. feel so right. Like, oh, are you a therapist? Yes, I am. Oh, you know what? Let me just right. it, it even those five minute, those three minute, those two minute conversations or those. And those even the affirmation wall. And like so the next day you wasn't there, but the next day I put up a thing about like encourage other people to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And the messages that were on the board about encouraging other people to go to therapy. It was mm-hmm. just like Yo, imagine if we could expand this. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if, like, and I probably should every day post something, like mm-hmm. another encouraging post from somebody, like, why you should go to therapy. Because mm-hmm. I get it. It's still taboo. It's still, right. like, we live in it, so it's not taboo to us. Right. But to other people, it's, like, untouchable. Like, mm-hmm. I, I ain't really messing with therapy. Right. For sure. But it was, yeah. it was definitely It, it was, was definitely dope. Different. And I'm just grateful that God gave me the vision to even do Dare to Hope, and we can touch people's lives. And mm-hmm. even the donations we got, like, the messages... For the cash apps, like, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, wow. Like, oh, we really touching people. Right. For cool, sure. God. Right. Even even, even the drunk, mm-hmm. I want to call them teenagers, but they, they might have been adults, but I don't know. They look like But they got themselves together enough they, to tell us. Listen, they came, even all the kids, fumbling, tumbling. Can I use your marker? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> all of them. Even, even those people that they didn't even mean to come to right. the tent. Right, it just popped up. And they just they just rolled on over there for, right. for whatever reason. Yeah, um, super grateful. God is dope. And I always say that. For sure. Super grateful. Always. All right, well, sis, let's jump in. I don't even think we have a myth. I think we should just roll with it. With the myth that about therapy being tattoo. Because yeah. it's still so 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 like valid mm-hmm. in our in our communities it's so valid because not one first of all let me let you introduce the segment let's start there <laughs> let's jump into our next segment i don't think i introduced i got a story to tell you did it's gonna be it mm-hmm. is, you did you asked me did i did i have a story you might it's, it's gonna be a little rough in this podcast <laughs> all right let's jump into our next segment um 
Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. So let me tell y'all about how taboo therapy still is. Because I have a 19-year-old client, mm-hmm. and he like, you know, I like talking to you. Like, I'll talk to you, bitch, for real, for real. I'm only talking to you because yes, I, need my, I, need my, I need my money. Like, you know, like, I know it's good for me to talk to you, miss. Like, I know, like, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you black, so, you know, I, I can talk to you or whatever. But for real, for real, my therapy, like, I don't need to talk to nobody. Like, it's helpful. I know it's helpful. This is this but it's like two. You saying two things. I let him. I let him just talk it out. I literally let people talk it out, and they like understand. Like they just be like, oh, then maybe that didn't make sense. He he goes, I like I know it's helpful, but like I don't need therapy. Like like therapy. Like what? That that's crazy. Like why would I need therapy? Like I know I talk. I like talking to you though. Like it helped me. Like when I finish talking to you. Matter of fact, can we do this on Sundays? Cause Sundays is the day where I really like chill, and like I would really like to talk to you on my chill day when I'm like just chilling. Like. <laughs> Literally, this this young man, because he's 19, just kept talking, and I just let him talk about mm-hmm. how he don't need therapy, but he like therapy, and he know that therapy helps him, but he don't need therapy because he's not crazy. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like... But therapy don't make you crazy. Therapy don't make you crazy. Like, you are... You know it's helping you. You like it. And you want to keep seeing me. But... But, like... It, it just doesn't make sense. Therapy is just so taboo. And when I tell you, he really one of my favorite clients. He, this, then, it, then it goes like this. You know, my therapy is sleep and smoking. And like, you know, I, I'm good with myself. Like, I, I know, I know, I know about myself. I'm, I'm good with me. Okay. Um, smoking is not therapy. Let's just start there. <laughs> let's, let's sleep. Definitely not therapy. Mm-mm. Nope. But but I like talking to you though. Like you know, we we could do this. I'm I'm good. We. Back. I think the other part is too that I struggle with is like when people get their breakthrough and then they want to quit therapy. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a dope client, um, black man, lives in Atlanta, um, and just was dope. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but once he started making progress, he like oh he fell off. And it's just like, bro, like progress doesn't mean healed. Mm-hmm. It just means that you have some tools now that you can incorporate into your, you know, daily life. Mm-hmm. And so that bothers me too. Like you'll start people will start therapy but won't see it through to the end. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, right. like progress. Like because you know, when you feel like you you know how we feel when we get a little like, you know, a little mm-hmm. sit, like, uh, we mm-hmm. doing it's like no, but like don't let that false like sense of like progress make you feel like you're okay. Right. Cause that's not the case. Like we not you I was in therapy for like a year and a half. Like, mm-hmm. and I still feel like I need to go back some days and, and right. refresh on some stuff. Cause it's right. like, it's a journey. It's like the car wash. Like mm-hmm. you always wanted to get your car washed. Right. And one of, um, somebody that I know that, you know, through social media and through people, we had a conversation recently. Um, he was like, yeah, I go to therapy quarterly. And I'm like, quarterly. Hmm. Interesting. But I'm with it. I'm with it because you go consistently, you may go weekly, you may go bi-weekly, but you may need that. Okay. Or, you know. We you might may. need quarterly check-ins. We might need quarterly mm-hmm. check- I feel like I need to be calling my therapist like. I mean, I about, I think I'm about. I be drawn. At time. this point, to tell you honest, I might be. I be drawn. What you think? What you I think be you drawn. I, I be drawn. I be needing to process. Because my thing you is think- like, I be trying to process myself, but it's like then the voices be like. <laughs> 
No, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, but it'll be like, I be trying to be right. Like, I be trying to be my. You be trying role. to make yourself right, and then the voices be like, "No, do it, do it anyway." <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, and not the voices like I'm not. Maybe like, you about every other week, sis. You about bi weekly. Hit my therapist up. She you about bi weekly. I think I'm about. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I think I'm. I think I'm about weekly at this point. I think so much <laughs> is I feel like so. You need to release. I'm Yo, I was talking to one of my clients. We had a session the other day, and I was like, so she was talking about her past therapist or whatever. She was like, because I just feel like, you know, sometimes she's laying on the couch. I'm like, so you went into a therapist's office and laid on the couch? She was like, I laid down, put my hand back. I'm like, I was cracking up, like, because for me, like, and I'm with the therapy for a year, like, mm-hmm. and some change. I never laid down on the couch. Like, I just felt like it was like, I don't know. You know me. That was only that was in your own mind about yeah. not laying on the couch. But when she told me she lay on that couch, I I don't know why I was like in tears. Mm-hmm. Like I could not stop laughing. Like that's funny. A lot of my a few of my kids, maybe about three of them, they do their they in their room, they doors closed. They sit me up on like a little whatever on a chair or whatever. They be in their bed. The little the one little girl I got, she be in her bed. She be she take a couple of flips. She might show me her outfit. Like but she be like, where is comfortable for you? Oh, I just come to lay on down right. if you want to lay. Close your eyes if you want. You know if that's how mm-hmm. you how you feel like you want to get it. to things. But um, yeah, I'm not a layer either. I ain't about yeah, to lay. I'm not I about to be vulnerable, layer. but I'm not discouraging anybody <laughs> from being vulnerable like that. Right. Like, lay, just, lay, lay, lay on down. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lay lay down like uh. Louis. But sometimes I do feel like I need to lay down. Like I just but it's something in me that stops me from laying down. I think people feel tired. And no, feel like I feel sitting. like I need to release all of this and I need to cry and like let it all out. But, but not let it. But you need to sit down and like. But I won't do it. Like I won't do it in front of. Like I will. I will cry my heart out like by myself. The other day I didn't tell you the story. The other day I was crying. Like I was just so frustrated and like angry and I was like overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I was crying in the living room and my dad came down the steps. Mm-hmm. And you already know how I don't like crying in front of people. I would have never cried in the living room, first of all. Like, I you could not. In the living you, room? So you already know how it was. <laughs> like you already know where I was at, at this point mentally. You, I, you, I had enough. Mm-hmm. And so my dad came down and like he tried to talk to me, but like I'm hysterically crying at this point. Like I can't even get myself together. I would love to be. A he just sat there, and it's like I needed it. Like mm-hmm. I just needed my dad to just like not say anything to me, but to sit there until I stop crying. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I really, and you already know I don't cry in front of people. So you already know it was uncontrollable. Like, right. I was just, hey. You wouldn't even go to the room or nothing. I couldn't even make something. it. I couldn't make it. <laughs> I was just like, I need to sit down right here on this couch and out. release. Because I am not going to be okay if and I how don't. How did you feel afterwards? You feel, you feel better? Um, I still felt that, like, anxiousness, like, anxiousness. But I didn't feel, like, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And a good cry always helps. Right. Yeah, but it was just awkward because my dad, like. But I appreciate him for sitting here and like, mm-hmm. you know, just sitting here and being here. And we talked about that. The funny thing is we talked about on the latest podcast. Like sometimes you just need to be present. Right. Just Don't present, say anything. Right. Just be present. So, yeah. What's your truth though, sis? Let's jump into our next segment. Truth is. me was my truth first you already know how it go you your truth goes first what is my truth i'm always second my truth is that i struggle with like you know you you know you know your worth mm-hmm. but i struggle with living in it like mm-hmm. in in and require requiring it from other people 
Like sometimes I feel like I let people do stuff to me that I know I don't deserve. And this is not relational. It's like in general with people. Mm-hmm. Like I let people do stuff to me that like I just know I don't deserve. Mm-hmm. And I know my worth. Like I know I know who I am. But maybe I don't. Maybe I struggle with knowing who I am. Maybe I struggle with seeing myself how other people see me. Because a lot of stuff that I do is just super normal. Mm-hmm. To you. To me. Right. Um, and so I struggle with how people perceive me, like, from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. So I see myself as a normal person. And, I am, and I'm not trying to make myself, like, better than anybody. But it's just, like, I, don't, I know mm-hmm. I don't require what I deserve. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't set that standard. Like, you're going to treat me how... Unless I'm very, like, angry. Like, if I get to the point where I'm, like, done, mm-hmm. then I'm, like, you going to treat me how, how Do you I think you treated. never do or you think you may kind of struggle I think I pick with and it choose. sometimes? I think okay. I pick and choose depending on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my truth. Has this happened recently? Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I know. Like, and that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, girl, I always think of, like, you don't see this world from back in the day? No. See what now? See this world? You didn't watch Encore because she was on See This World. See mm-hmm. This World was on there. But I just feel like I always hear her in the back of my head like, girl, like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like I still sometimes allow. No, you're worth the air text. I'm not that per Like I am not that person. Like I just want to live my life and I want people to treat me how I treat them. Mm-hmm. And that's so all. Like I don't want to have We've that. had these conversations before. And, I don't, and I don't want to have that conversation with the person to treat me how I deserve to be treated. Whether well, it's relationally not? or like, why not? Because that's why. Give me the same. Give me what I give. If I'm giving you but what I think that to people give, are who they are. Because the thing is, you're not going to give people what they give you. You're going to give what you give because you know that you give that's sufficiently. Right. You're going to give. You're going to give sufficiently because that's who you are. Mm-hmm. But people are going to give what they're used to give. So, like, let's just say, people are on the on this this medium level right mm-hmm. they give these these things they get back the same they give all their lives you know and then oh here here comes sarah ashley and it's like you know she re- she she gives a lot like you know maybe they're not used to this type of person mm-hmm. whether it's again relationship friendships business whatever type of relationship that it is they they're still who they are right mm-hmm. they've always been this way but it's not that you can like i don't think you should kind of take it away, take it some type of way, or maybe, like, feel like you shouldn't have to have these conversations. But don't forget, people are who they have always been. Mm-hmm. And they've always... And maybe they've given more than what the pers- people have given them. Just right. think, it's always levels, right? People may have given them shit. Mm-hmm. All, excuse my language. All their <laughs> lives, right? Mm-hmm. But they've always been above the shit and mm-hmm. given a little bit more. But then, oh, here comes Sarah. And it's like, wow. I don't recognize that. But I feel like I give, because I've mm-hmm. always given more than people have given me. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's not enough... For Sarah Ashley, and maybe it's not sufficient to what she gives, but maybe they feel like their whatever their um, I guess input is is you know good because it's mm-hmm. always been so great to right, to, right, to right. people. So I think you have to like like you know I always talk about giving ourselves grace, but like have conversations with people, like talk to them about certain things because people we and, and we do this a lot. We just like people should know like. We should we should know we grown we should know but people don't know like a lot right. of people don't and I know people give to me on a greater level than what I could give to them back mm-hmm. and so I understand that part too but it's just like sometimes like dang like you know or it's maybe even like just keep your word if you mm-hmm. say this is what you do or you said you did this and like mm-hmm. keep your word like I shouldn't have to look for it like it mm-hmm. should just be 
if this is what you say, because I don't like having uncomfortable conversations, and that's another truth. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't want to get on nobody's nerves. I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to do none of this. It's like, yo, just just rock and roll. Like, right. if you rolling like this, rock with it. Like, right. you know, and it's like, and even, like, family, it's like, like you know, why you being weird to me? Like, I just feel why like. Why you being weird you know? to me? But, you know, it is what it is. So, that's my truth. Right. Um. And I, I, I think I need to require it more mm-hmm. and, you know, working on, and I always empower my clients to do this. And it's like, you know, the things we empower other people to do, we struggle with. Right. Um, so that's, that's my thing. So okay. yeah, that's my truth. What's your truth? <laughs> As I sit here and shake my head. <laughs> um, so this week, this month, well, we only a couple of days into the month, but, um, I feel like I I've recognized in myself that something that I necessarily don't like, right? Mm-hmm. So what I do is I will and I I will avoid avoid things in hopes that they go away. Me too. Right. I, I'm going I'm going to think it it's going to go away if I mm-hmm. if, if I avoid it, right? So this comes in different avenues, um, personal relationships, uh, like work type of situations. I think like it's gonna go away, and low key sometimes it do. Like, <laughs> it do. It's work, but I'm sure relationship wise it goes away. It sometimes it goes away, but the fact is that me avoiding it, it is that whole like put it in a box and never get back to it is going to creep back up, mm-hmm. right? If you don't deal with or process things. But I realize that I do that a lot. Like, I will avoid things. I will avoid people. I will avoid... I mean, I don't know how many messages I didn't even text back to in the last week. Like, I will avoid things. Sometimes it'll go away. Because sometimes people will recognize, like, you know, well, she ain't back to me. Maybe, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, like, I could just say no. Or I could just respond however I want to respond. But I would legit avoid things and hoping that they, they'll go away. And that's obviously not healthy. I would never advise any of my clients or anybody to do that. But I have done that recently and just, like, feeling like I'm avoiding it. And part of it is because um, I feel like when I'm when I'm dealing with things and then it's, like, more things, I'm like, oh, no, I'm just going, nope, mm-hmm. nope, 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 nope. You know me. I'm going to nope and nope it real mm-hmm. quick. Like, nope, shut it down. Um, you know when I do that too? When I get an email and it's like 10 things in the email and it's like, I can't even click out. I'm going to avoid it. Yeah, I'm going to avoid it. Click out. Right. But the thing is, I teach my clients that avoidance is not necessarily a bad thing. You can avoid avoid your triggers. First of all, I'm the I'm one to say, avoid them triggers. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's something that is going that you feel like you cannot process at this moment. You can't process everything at every moment. People come to therapy with so much shit. Mm-hmm. To use my language, it's like right, right. we can't get to all the these, all of these things. So look, avoid those, avoid these triggers, because these triggers can get you over the edge for you know mm-hmm. spazzing out issues, cop, like all different types of things. So avoidance is not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like I should I should have the tools to be able to more so like confront things or like just be more upfront about things than avoid. Well, things. just because you know the tools doesn't mean that you always you know have the ability to use them or want to mm-hmm. use them because it's hard. Like those yeah. are those are things that's hard. But I agree with you because I avoid. You be a point thing. And I tell people like, look, when you send me an email with ten points, I am not. I'm clicking out it because it's too much for me. Mm-hmm. And I will avoid it. Right. I will avoid hard conversations. I will mm-hmm. avoid all of it. Like because it's like. You know, but I agree with your truth. That's dope, sis. 
Now we just gotta work on correcting it. Right. Let me write it down. It's dope that you recognize it in yourself. I did, and I'm I'm glad you you feel me on that. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm right there with you because I will avoid something in a minute. Um. All right. So I feel good. Song of the week. Can we do an Aaliyah song? Oh, oh my gosh! Yes, let's oh, do that. Look at me all giddy. Hey, Doctor. I love Aaliyah. Hmm. Did you have one in mind? Um. Did you? I did not in particular. I have been listening to her um, Aaliyah album all day. Um, I love loose rap, but I don't know. I mean, what do you it could definitely be. It could definitely letter? be four page one. No, I mean my first thought honestly is try again because that's again. the most kind of like motivational like try again if at first you don't succeed try oh, again oh try again okay well okay that you know what you, you, think? To be? you think try again um i feel like in my mind that's kind of like her most motivational well, I you really like, if that's what you, you heard the door no ma'am i can see the door uh, cause you already got me here in the dark <laughs> it's a pop um, yeah, I'm gonna go with try again, cause if at first you don't succeed, okay, okay, ain't that what oh, you that was our album, that was our album, that was alright, alright, that's cool, we can make that the Stogas song of the week, alright, so we thank y'all for listening to another episode, I know we probably was rambling today, just it's okay. our thoughts, it was, it was our conversation at this yeah. point, um, so thank y'all again for tuning in to another episode of Black and mm-hmm. Therapy, I feel like you normally say that differently, cause I was gonna say what you normally say, Black in Therapy. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Black, Black in Therapy. Therapy. Okay. She's trying to have a little jig with it. Um, you know, we appreciate all our listeners. We appreciate y'all for sharing, liking, and, you know, resharing our posts. And for the things that, you know, we get tagged in throughout the week. We promise y'all one day we're going to be more committed to um, posting more content on our Black in Therapy page. We got to adjust. Like, can we just be real with each other? Like, we... Um, I'm getting new clients, more clients. Don is getting more clients. So our workload is, is becoming more intense. And you know, with clients, it's just not the session. It's like preparing mm-hmm. for the session is notes after the session. Um, so we're adjusting. This is our first time really having a, a full caseload. Um, and God is dope for providing a yes, full caseload. Sure. And you know, we, we appreciate it. Um, but it's an adjustment. So just right. bear with us and we will figure out, you know, time management and trying to, you know, push the content that we need to push, even if we need to hire somebody. <laughs> to push the content for us. Right. Because um, you know you good for hiring somebody to do something. In a minute. <laughs> All right. But y'all, y'all have a great week on purpose. Um, hit us up on our page. Stay connected to us. All right. Donna, that's it. That's it. That's all. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she don't see. She don't see. Dust yourself off and try again. You can dust it off and try again.